the skincare world is like a minefield. There's always a new product, there's always a new gadget coming out. It's hard to know which products are actually non-toxic and are going to deliver powerful outcomes. Don't worry, I've got you covered. From a list of over 250 skincare, hair care, makeup, hair, skin, nail supplements, grooming supplies, dribble rollers, and dermal rolling serums, I've got you covered. All of these products are pre-vetted by me and are free of parabens, salate sulfates, artificial dyes, and fragrances. Head on over to the shop page at theschoolofradiance.com. If you'd like some customized guidance, which I highly recommend, be sure to book your one-on-one -on -one session. Use promo code PODCAST15, and I look forward to connecting with you over at theschoolofradiance.com. Enjoy today's episode on the School of Radiance podcast. Hello and welcome to today's episode on the Rachel Varga podcast. If you're tuning in live on the Facebook page or YouTube channel, hit that bell notification so that you know when I go live because this is all for you. These are all interviews and resources to help you become your brightest, best, most optimized, vibrant version of yourself. And newsflash, we could definitely be using a lot more of that right now in mankind. So in today's episode, we are exploring how we can capitalize on this time and the time we have in our bubbles to create moments for deep inner work. Yes, this interview, we are going deep and this is the time to do it in my personal opinion. By the way, Radiance goes far beyond just skin deep. So yes, I do understand it's a bit ironic, these topics and conversations coming from someone like myself, who's built a career on providing rejuvenation procedures. But I really started to clue into the fact that really vibrancy and radiance comes from within. It comes from cultivated body, mind, spirit, energy practices. You can only do so much with a beauty cream or a rejuvenation procedure. So yes, of course, we cover all of that goodness and more on the show here. But in today's episode, this is really going to be a mental health check-in. So key at this time. I see so many people struggling. And my heart just really goes out to you if you are having a difficult time. And if you're listening to this and you're on the edge, because I know of probably at least two or three people that are. And um, if you know someone that's going through a hard time, please remind them to seek help and check in with people, ask if people are okay. Don't be surprised by your actions and reactions right now or others. And yeah, my voice is wavering a little bit because I like, I just, I feel it right now in the collective. And I just I want people to know that you know, I'm here for you. I'm a voice to bring other wonderful experts here as well. And we have a resident psychotherapist joining us today. We have Leslie Miranda. I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. She has been on the show multiple times. She's a wealth of knowledge. Leslie Miranda is a psychotherapist and licensed marriage and family therapist practicing in Camarillo, California. She has two master's degrees in psychology, certifications in EMDR, brain spotting, clinical hypnotherapy, and as a certified clinical trauma professional, she has a special interest in the connection between the mind and body, as well as helping people connect to their success and create a life that is fully aligned with their values and aspirations. Well, that is quite the calling. Thank you so much, Leslie, for joining us today. It's a pleasure to have you here. 
It's just such a joy to be here. And I love our conversations and I love what you do and your podcast. And you just bring so much great value to the world. Just showing up, doing the yep. best I doing the best I can, doing the work. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. it's time for you guys to understand the opportunity that we're sitting on to do the deep inner work. Mm-hmm. We're in these little narcissistic bubbles. And as with shadow work in our previous episode, that was our Halloween special in case you missed it. We talked all about um, what shadow work is, the fact that it's not looking at things that are part of us as good or bad, but just acknowledging them. So the things in the background don't run the show. That was a really fun episode, wasn't it? That was, yes. Mm -hmm. And you also have a really interesting uh, background with everything that you do, you know, a family relationship, psychotherapist, hypnotherapist. I've definitely heard a number of times where hypnotherapists are actually coming forward and sharing some of their uh, very common messages that they're receiving. Mm, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'll tell you about a resource after that off live here, Leslie, (laughs) that I think you might find uh, very interesting. Because in in my clinical practice, I definitely see common threads with people who are thriving. And then those that are having a really tough time, which I'd say is probably the majority. What's Mm. your kind of uh, what's your barometer telling us right now? Well, I think people are feeling a lot of sense of pressure that external pressure and that they've had to make some changes to their lives and their lifestyle. Also not quite sure what the next step might be and that creates stress. And yeah, I think that it's for some people, it's kind of low grade, their lives has changed a little bit. And that's really stressful. And for some people, there have been some dramatic changes. And of course, that puts pressure on the overall person and system. So it's a, it's a tricky time and we're trying to find new resources and new opportunities to to rise up. Mm -hmm. And it's not just what we are doing as humans. It's what's happening on the planet, right? Mm -hmm. We do know that things, whether they're the poles, whether they're the energetic grids of the planets, things around us. I mean, hello, the moon can freaking move our tides. Mm -hmm. If you need proof on that, there you go. Mm -hmm. We are influenced by things beyond us. And sometimes I could postulate that when things outside of our, you know, earthly ecosystem are going on, it's going to electromagnetically affect us. And I do actually think, this is just my opinion, that some of the things that might be happening are truly affecting us in big ways. So the more we can have tools to keep our body, mind, spirit optimized and stabilized, it's going to be a good thing. And when those things are happening around us, they can oftentimes bring up the imbalances that we have within just health wise and also mentally and spiritually. Mm -hmm. And even when we're talking about toxins in our beauty products or in our home, you know, mycotoxins like mold and stuff like that, they impact us as well. And sometimes there can just be that one thing that Mm -hmm. breaks the camel's back. Exactly right. Yep. So let's get you super strong listeners here and let's navigate all this craziness with a little bit more grace and beauty and radiance. (laughs) Yes. So Leslie, do you see an opportunity within our bubbles right now to be a little bit more selfish and take some much needed time to do deep inner work? Absolutely. I think about before all of this was going on right now, and we're doing this podcast in 2020, you know, I had attended a few spiritual retreats and whatnot. And, uh, you know, there's this 
this removal of stimulus that happens at some of these retreats where you're not on your cell phone and the normal day-to-day pressures of life have, have changed so that you have more room and space to discover what's really there. The, you know, oftentimes people learn how busy their minds are. And so with these shifts where we're not necessarily going out in the world as much and getting stimulus in that way, there really is an opportunity to get to know ourselves and to learn how we respond when we're under stress or how we respond when some of the things that we're filling up our minds on a daily basis aren't there to the same degree. So that's where there's an opportunity to really do some inner work and create some healing and also perhaps develop some new strategies for life, for stress, and for this world. I think that's great. So let's just, you know, rewind a couple thousand years. Uh, What were we doing to occupy ourselves? mm, Back in the day, mm, we were sitting around a fire, we were singing, and we were, you know, entertaining ourselves. And mm -hmm. that's actually one thing that I started to do this week again, was to use my voice Mm -hmm. and actually would do some really cool chakra meditations at the same time. And notice actually the tonality and power change. It was actually quite profound when I started to notice um, some things happening. Our voice is powerful. Mm -hmm. We're kind of right now not using it. Mm -hmm. And if you do have a musical ability or say you used to play an instrument, get back at it. I'm busting out my electric guitar. I'm playing, you know, Pink Floyd renditions and singing and and you just feel so, so good. So would that be a good thing for people to get back into? I think it's so powerful and such an underutilized intervention. I actually took singing lessons for six years just cause, because I thought it was fun and it helped me develop and speak and feel comfortable. And my voice teacher used to say, you have your own ultrasound machine. And essentially you can create balance because when we sing, it vibrates in different parts of the body when we hear music. So it's a really amazing way to get centered and just lift the spirit. So I think it's fabulous. I think we should all sing every day. Definitely. I do to my son for sure. Yeah. And you might just be like a little bit embarrassed. Mm. So I actually was like, okay, I started singing some songs with some words and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to start doing like some kirtan stuff. Have Mm. you done uh, kirtan? I'm not familiar with that. So there's, you know, different ways of using our voices, including Mm. like chanting work. So for example, if you've ever gone to like a yoga retreat and you end up doing some kirtan chanting, it's actually really beautiful. And my first experience with this was with two of my girlfriends. We had a lovely, you know, small island retreat. And one of my girlfriends said, hey, why don't we go to the local uh, yoga retreat center? They're doing this, you know, cure tournament. And it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. All of these individuals from different spiritual religious backgrounds mm-hmm. were coming together and just humming along. And it wow. was beautiful. Wow. Could you imagine what it would be like if we all took a few minutes a day and people around the world just did that and connected? That would be mm-hmm. so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And when you do sing, just a little tip, do some breath work at the same time. Mm, mm-hmm. Good call. Yes. Yeah. All right. So what do you think of these bubbles? You know, we have this opportunity to almost be a little bit narcissistic right now. And like we mentioned in our previous episode, that it's not bad to put attention on ourselves. There are different you know, practices out there that believe that when we love ourselves, we love others. Mm-hmm. 
think that when we do the inner work, it's a way of being responsible to the people around us and that we're not going to respond to people and situations as unconsciously. And we're going to be able to be present. And the other piece is it's like we work out some of the concerns we're having. And it's almost like we can make the mistakes within our mind and work things out before we go out in the world and make mistakes externally. So it's a really responsible thing to do to learn about ourselves, to create balance within ourselves, to be aware of where we're vulnerable or what our learning edge might be. It's absolutely a way that we can create more harmony in the entire world. So I'm really supportive of doing the inner work. I love it. And yeah, so just a tip, if you are, say, musically inclined, or if you're not, just listen to some nice music, right? Look up some nice meditation tracks. I love looking up, like, you know, meditation tracks at, like, 432 hertz or something like that. Just, it's, it can be really nice to, um, like you mentioned, when you went to some of those retreats, you're just, you know, you're, you're out of that typical stimuli with our electronics, electromagnetic fields, we're getting more into our, our more natural state. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. So being, having that inner awareness helps us be responsible to other people. And also I believe setting boundaries is a really good thing for the people in our lives because we're giving them the gift of not walking all over us and having us be resentful of them. So that's a really, I mean, I would want to know if I was offending someone, I would want to know so I could stop doing that. So taking that time to be clear, to fill up our cups is one of the best things we can do for everybody around us. Mm -hmm. So in your opinion, can doing more inner work enhance our radiance? And do you see this with your clients that you work with as a psychotherapist? Absolutely. I think back to a time when I was working in a PTSD program and I was working with active duty military and veterans and who had PTSD. And one of the things that can be really powerful for them is equine therapy. So working with horses. And what I learned is that if someone comes into that ring and it's pretty intimidating with these gigantic animals that are there and they're responding to your own vibe. So when people were anxious, the horse was okay with it. When they were angry, the horse could hang. But when they weren't honest with themselves about what they were feeling, meaning let's say someone felt anxious, but they were posturing and just trying to act like I got this, the horse would respond to that and start circling around and respond in a very anxious manner, meaning that the horse didn't like it when the human wasn't congruent. And that felt threatening, meaning that that person is misaligned. They're not in touch with what they are, who they're, what they're feeling and who they are. And so I think that, gosh, if a horse is sensitive like that, I think about the people around us and how they're picking up on the ways in which we're incongruent. And when we are doing that inner work, there's less incongruencies. We know who we are. We know what our strengths are. We know when we need space and we're able to say that. We're not putting out mixed messages. So just from that, that's going to help people feel closer to us and want to get near us. I also think that when we are doing the inner work, 
There's going to be less furrows in the brow. Our shoulders are less likely to be up by our ears because we're going to be relaxed. They're going to be open. And gosh, I mean, when that happens, again, it's like a magnet. People want to be around that calm, relaxed energy. So in that way, doing the inner work, I believe it can make a big impact on our radiance and what we're, the messages that we're sending out to others. And it's at the stage for being able to embody that and being able to share that. you got to be grounded yourself. And even when I just take a little bit of time between clients to put my feet on the earth and ground, my interactions are so mm. much more beautiful. And it's, it's just wonderful how we really can be gifts to one another right now. Mm. But it is important to make sure you're doing the inner work and not just running on the hamster wheel. Okay, this mm. is happening. That's happening. Got to check this. Got to check that. What's this person doing? Got to get back to this. I have to do this task. Who just, you know, drop down a couple octaves, guys. Take the time for yourself. If you have time to scroll social media, you got time to meditate. Mm-hmm. Yes, so true. And taking that time for oneself, it's so much better that then when you show up for other people in your life, you're really present. You really want to be there. It's so much more precious to have that time with them than if you're like running on empty and you spend time with someone and then you snap at them because you really wanted to stay at home and meditate. So again, it just makes everything better to take that time to do the inner work. Mm-hmm. And I actually had one of my colleagues do um, a float tank recently. So Mm -hmm. it's sensory deprivation. And I think that right now our nervous systems are overstimulated. Mm. And long term, that's going to create a lot of imbalances, for example, hormonal imbalances from being in Mm. the sympathetic state with the cortisol dumping. So just even watch yourself. So even just now, you may have picked up on this, that I changed the way that I'm speaking. Mm. So when you just drop down and really take inventory mm-hmm. of your energy, it you know is, is likely going to have positive impacts to those around you. And of course, for yourself. Yeah. And as you did that, I respond to that. So there's that mirror neurons. And then you're talking about it. I'm thinking the listeners would respond to it. So it again, just shows the ripple effect of just taking that time to create balance and what that can do. Mm -hmm. And really to not be fearful right now, because I Mm. feel like that other state that I was just in when I was talking, you know, really fast, we're getting a lot of that. And there's a lot of fear that I think is kind of encapsulated in Mm. that. So when we drop it down, it's more that peaceful, loving, relaxed, rejuvenation, regenerative state. Mm. Mm. Such a good point just to take those few moments, just a few adjustments with body language and, and just take that breath and it changes everything. If you are watching, you might have seen me just a few moments ago, take a nice whiff of some of my favorite locally sourced Mm. wild rose essential oils. Mm. Oh my gosh. Mm. So oils can be really helpful just for like, oh my gosh, in just in this moment, something really beautiful. Look for the beauty around you. If you're getting stressed out, just be like, oh my gosh, it's sunny outside today. Mm -hmm. Or wow, look at that sunrise or that sunset. Or, you know, doesn't my hair feel nice today? Mm. Or, you know, my skin feels great today. Just acknowledge those things. And as you described it, you really talked about using the senses as a way to be in the moment and create grounding. This is why I love bringing you on as the the regular Rachel Varga (laughs) podcast, a psychotherapist. I love it. 
how can we create balance and inner peace with so much happening in the world that, I mean, is distressing to say the least. Mm -hmm. Analogy I talk about with my clients is we talk about is class half full or half empty. And what I came to understand is it's really both. It's really both. And we can definitely look at the ways that the glass is half empty and we could create an argument for that. And we see lots of people doing that all the time. Or we could say, well, it's also half full and we could create another set of arguments for that as well. So it's about what we're looking at and where we're choosing to put our focus. And I have seen, you know, I think about the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And one of the things he talks about, Stephen Covey, is the circle of influence, meaning like we have ourselves and then we have little circles around us that extend and they're invisible. We're talking essentially about our network. But oftentimes people will become very distressed at something that is way outside of their circle of influence that they could do very little about. And yet they're looking so far beyond that they're not looking at the circles immediately around them that they can do something about. And it's interesting. It's almost like a way of keeping people entrapped to become so inflamed all the time, angry, you know, just aggressive about things that they can't do much about. So I think it's really important to look at what's around us and to think, well, what can I do in my immediate circle to create a positive result? Because part of it is I think it's so easy to become fixated on the problem and and complain about the problem. And it's, and it's understandable. Again, the glass also is half empty. And yet, what if we were conscious about creating the glass as half full and doing our best to work with those circles immediately around us? And some people have circles that extend further than others in a way we're all connected now virtually. So there may be ways that we can work with things that are a little bit more afar. But to take that time and just be present with what's around us and energize what we can. I think that that's really empowering and also a way to create positive change. And one of the things that I've really gotten a lot of peace from is right now, I want you to just stop what you're doing and just pay attention to what I'm about to say. We need to be able to make peace with the unresolvables right now. Mm There is so much SHIT that's going down right now and we have no control over. And I don't mean to say it in this way, but it's okay. Mm. Just be okay with the fact that there's a ton of unresolvables happening right now. And when you are feeling stressed out and something's on your mind, guess what? It's called prayer. It's Mm. called meditation. I posted on my social media a couple of times last week. Just the energy was just wild and prayer changes things Mm. asking for prayer asking for guidance asking for intercessions if you need it asking for help if you're at a really tough time in your life and praying for those that you love and care for and that are in your network and beyond let's just all start doing some of that and that aspect of having a type of spiritual practice is 100% something that I see in each and every one of my highly vibrant and radiant clients. Hmm. I think you absolutely nailed it. I, I really hope that everyone was tuned in about accepting the things that we can't necessarily change or that we don't have an answer to. So I'm so glad that you you mentioned that. 
have you ever read Man's Search for Meaning, Viktor Frankl? It's uh, he was a psychiatrist who was actually put in a concentration camp in World War II. And the book is amazing in that he realized so much could be taken away from him, but nobody could take away his ability to choose his response to what was happening. And he had he thought of his family, who he loved so much, and he thought of the future he wanted for himself. And he envisioned himself speaking about the work he was doing with people. And those things gave him hope to, to go through this horrible experience. So I often think back to that and just think back to the reality that we have the ability to choose how we're responding to the situations around us. Again, even if situation or the circumstances indicate that the glass is half empty, we can still choose to find the ways that it's going to be half full in our life. Yeah. And looking for beauty, right? Mm -hmm. Even if you're in a pretty lame situation, there's always got to be at least something Mm -hmm. that you can focus on that's either beautiful or is in resonance with you and feels good. And I think to your point earlier, where our nervous system is so amped up and there's just so much clutter and noise around us, I think one of the byproducts of that is that we stop being able to see the beauty around us. And so many good things might be happening, but we don't take it in because we're, again, our, there's so much stimulus. And also we may have that negative bias that everything is is not going well. And so we stop seeing the good. So just to remember that we have that choice and that we have the ability to open our eyes to the beauty. I have a little exercise I do each day um, because the days kind of blend together with a, a small baby and all the things happening. And I, in my mind, I put a little checkbox every time something good happens. I pretend that I'm checking a box where I go, that was so nice. That was a nice walk. And I check. I go, I had a really good interaction just now with, with the work that I'm doing with clients. I check that. I go, that was a good meal. So it's just a way to remind myself how much good there is. Yeah. And it's fantastic. And we kind of have to cultivate that because we're all as you know the masses being really led to focus on specific things and Mm -hmm. i do not think that that is an accident everything that we are seeing whether it's through social media and what whatever is being put in front of our our eyes and into our minds right now i feel like it's very highly orchestrated and it's not necessarily in our best interest So when we look at within, the answers are in within us. We have the capability to heal ourselves. We just have to make space for, you know, three things to be in alignment. Our physical body, you know, who we are, our soul and our energetics. Hmm. And that's three things that I would love for all of you to just spend a little bit of time and attention on. Hmm. That's great. Yeah, I think about when I'm trying to distract my son from something, I don't want him to go one way, I'll I'll dangle something else in front of him. And it's almost like we have a lot of things being dangled in front of us that's getting our attention. But maybe there's some things in the background that we might want to be looking into, and especially in regards to our own health and our own wellness. Yep. Yeah, definitely. So I'm just going to break this down. I'm just going to say it. So as an aesthetic provider, responsibly, I do not go for the bright, shiny object syndrome. I do Hmm. not apply to my patients the newest, latest, and greatest. Because guess what? There's going to be unforeseen side effects. 
Number two, the way that that product or procedure is applied is probably going to be honed over time. Hmm. So for example, something as, you know, you know, practical as applying dermal filler to Hmm. enhance cheeks, lips, jawline, you know, sort out soft, fine lines and wrinkles. There was a technique with cannula and I've witnessed over the last number of years, the technique with that rejuvenation treatment instead of just needlepoint, but actually using cannula, which is actually not a sharp needle that's used underneath the skin to deposit the products that has evolved significantly. Same with lasers. And when there's a first generation of something that comes out, I do not want to put my hands on it. I Mm. want other people to, you know, figure out on the masses what the long-term effects of that are going to be. So I take that stance as a responsible aesthetic provider. That's why you won't see me really jumping on the bandwagon of the latest and greatest quote unquote technologies, because what I've learned is over a two year period of getting my hands on some of the best lasers out there. Some of the lasers were too expensive for the results that they delivered. Hmm. The downtime was too long or it just, it wasn't worth it. And we Hmm. couldn't get technical enough. We couldn't get as close to the eyes as we probably should be, Hmm. or, you know, being able to go around the nose for pore size refinement and all sorts of things. So just remember that Hmm. when you have the opportunity to receive something That is that bright, shiny object syndrome. And I am talking between the lines because we now more than ever do need to use our wise discernment with what we choose to put in our minds and our bodies and on our bodies and in our homes all of the time. Yeah. And if if someone hasn't had a one-on-one session with you, I mean, I just want to say that they should, they would get so much value because I certainly did. And one of the things I really appreciate is how well-researched you are. And honestly, when you would share that you would recommend one thing, but not the other, because there hasn't been enough time. I really appreciated hearing that. And I knew that I was in really good hands that, you know, you didn't just say, Hey, try this, try this. And then find out a few years later that that wasn't the best thing. So I, I think that that's a really good point. And I also know that you really like to do a lot of research and that's something that we can all do in regards to our health is research, read, let's learn more, let's find out more. And especially in regards to taking care of ourselves, it's so important to find out what's really working for people and to find various sources and that, that give us information about the, our biology and how we can create wellness. Unfortunately, you're going to have a hard time finding this stuff right now. Mm. So I would say that my best uh, community resources for all of you tuning in is to book one-on-one sessions with practitioners Mm. in whatever faculty you're interested in optimizing in your life. Get on their newsletter, attend different summits. Those are the ways that you're going to access information that is off of the mainstream platforms. Because when I try and do research myself, Mm. I'm very, you know, sometimes disturbed with what I see when I use different search engines, Mm. things I'll either be shown or not shown. So those would be my three tips for you book one on one sessions, get on practitioners newsletters that you enjoy listening to, and take advantage of the online summits at this time. Those are really great tips. And you're absolutely right. We have such an opportunity to work one on one with people all across the world that we may not have had given the circumstances, if circumstances were different. So that's wonderful advice. Thank you for that. 
Yeah, definitely. And also, of course, academic journals, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm an executive board member for an academic journal peer reviewer. So there's a process when a paper gets put forward. And I've experienced this myself when I write articles, mm -hmm. is that there's a group of people that will read your paper and say, okay, maybe this needs to get changed. That sounds a little bit biased. Maybe look into this reference. And it's really important to also look at a number of the different journals that are available and there's a lot of like free ways to access that information. PubMed is really great too. So just a couple of Those are great. Thank you. So what are some of the signs that our energy is being drained and what can we do about it? So I've, I've come to learn that when we give, it's really important and certainly helpful to feel good about the giving. It's almost just like there's a spontaneous energy, this little spark that just comes forward and we're able to just share it. When we start to feel like a heaviness in the chest, that might be how one person feels. Another person may feel it differently, but like a constriction where it's almost like our sense of vibrancy, it, it starts to get minimized. That's a sign perhaps that our energy is being drained. Or if it's like that experience where you're talking to someone on the phone and it's you're going over the same problem with them that they've had again and again, and you're like, you start to shut down, you know, and it's all, and, and get shorter. Or sometimes that's when you might even say something to them that you regret because your own energy is not in alignment. So I think that's important to pay attention to how we feel. And I absolutely believe in charitable acts and random acts of kindness and doing good just for the sake of doing good. But I think that it's, I think that it's important to measure whether we're getting that green light or red light in our own bodies when we're proceeding and really as much as possible to proceed with that green light and go when it, you really have that sense that this is the right thing to do and it feels inspired. So just that, that biofeedback from one's own self to pay attention and listen to it. And also, let's not forget synchronicities. Mm. And when things just align magically in our favor, if you're listening and you resonate with this, well, chances are you do. And that's why you're here, which is fantastic. But when you take the steps to care for yourself, take note of some of those beautiful things around you that might just magically easily been wor be working out for you, right? Mm. Dr. Joe Dispenza, I had the opportunity to uh, go to a live event in Portland with him and Rebecca yes. Campbell and uh, Greg Braden. I love all those guys. Some of those Hay House authors are fabulous uh, people. Really fun. They had, they're, they're just kind of those people that they don't just believe in like the status quo. They kind of go beyond a little bit. And Dr. Joe Dispenza, he had this really great analogy. If you're constantly going to that negative event, say you're having that conversation with a girlfriend over the phone and it just keeps going back to this one problem. You mm. are not making space mm. to move into other more uplifting avenues or more constructive conversations. And also I would encourage you all to, you know, when you are balanced, grounded, centered, and aligned, look for those profound nonverbal communication times because I personally am definitely seeing a little bit more of that and noticing a little bit more of that. What's your take on that? What's what, how do you feel about nonverbal communication? Because I do feel that sometimes word can truly actually distort what our truest intentions and meanings mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. Well, the, the body keeps the score. So oftentimes 
what's happening non-verbally is revealing what we're really feeling or ways in which our energy is either expanded or constricted. So it, it, and it's also a heightened level of awareness to be able to tune into just the subtleties that a person's putting forward. So I do like to watch body language experts and hear what they have to say. And yeah, it, it can be relative. So we, it's not like there's universal truths. However, you know, noticing when someone is particularly like hunched over and guarded, oftentimes there is some kind of emotional correlate to that, that there's something happening, just whether time has just worn them down or whatnot, or they're protecting something. Or, you know, when someone kind of puts their arm over their, their stomach or something, again, it's just showing that there's been a change and we don't want to like over interpret it, but it's also being aware. And so it's like I talked about with the horses, it's in the equine therapy, it's a way of also tuning into the subtle things that a person is, is putting out. And sometimes there's also physiological changes like heart rate variability and just, just things happening in the body that's going to show up if we're just looking beyond words. So it could be like a little gleam to the skin or that's indicating some kind of stress response or pupils. And so it's a way of finding out the hidden language that's happening beneath the language. When I was, I did a, theater. And the, one of the best tips I ever got was highlight the words that the character is saying in one color, highlight their actions in another color. So again, it's like there's these several layers that are happening within a person all at once. Yeah. And uh, where I was going with that was, was actually a little bit hmm. deeper and different than where you went to the effect that when you think something and then someone else says it right back uh, to you. Yes, that's that's pretty profound. So back to the synchronicities. What I have seen is that when we do the inner work and when we're relaxed and when we're open and when we've cleared out that clutter, those things seem to happen all the time where we're just connected to someone or we'll think of them and then we see an email from them or we reach out and someone says, I was just thinking about that. So again, another reason to do the inner work so that we have that clarity and kind of cleansed our energetic system to allow some of these synchronicities to happen. Yeah, because I'll just personally share that. I've been noticing a lot more of that. So getting back to more serious real matters, mm. <laughs> what can we learn from our strong reactions to others right now? So Freud talked about the concept of projection, meaning we will sometimes put onto other people things about ourselves that we don't like, that we've disowned, and on occasion, things that we've actually positive strengths that we have also disowned. So it's not always like bad, you know, projection. But oftentimes, the indication that there's an opportunity for us to work on ourselves is the degree of the reactivity that we have towards that other person. And it's not saying that a bad behavior or, or behavior that's hurtful, we, that we should just learn to just be okay with it. But it may be that there's a lot more in our history that's contributing to our reaction than just that behavior that we're observing. So it could be really an interesting experiment for people to First, go within when they feel that strong reaction and see what 
is this triggering? So rather than taking that energy and giving it right back to them, you know, take, take go inward and, and learn what we could be feeling that, that how did, how are we contributing to this dynamic? Do we do this somewhere ourselves in our own life? Are we doing the same thing that we're mad about? And it's also very positive. Sometimes when we admire someone, we don't realize that they are shining a light onto aspects of ourselves that we haven't yet developed. Shadow work, guys. That's right. Do the shadow work. That's exactly right. So it's like an opportunity to go inward again. To your point about our bubbles, rather than just throwing it back out with people, you know, when we see stuff good or bad that we like, don't like. So again, taking that time to just go inward and learn what, what is this? Why is this bringing up so much in me? I love it. Love this conversation. You're amazing. You. Closing words. Well, I just really value the opportunity to have these kind of conversations and to just go below the surface. And I just, love this approach of body, mind, and spirit, and that we're, we address all the layers of a person and including our outreach. So I just appreciate the conversation. And one big gift that this time has brought me is opportunity to connect more outside of the circle of influence than I realize and to connect with you and learn from amazing experts such as yourself and provide some feedback back to the, to the dynamic. And I am just so appreciative for that. I, I hope that we'll all just continue this going forward. Yeah. And the whole human connection piece of this, yes, we're missing it in other aspects, but I got to tell you from personal experience, it is being enhanced on various levels that people that I'm talking about, they're noticing it too. So I recommend that you, if you are having some challenges, please make sure you reach out to a counselor. Uh, at this time, especially, but hopefully you were able to get a couple of gifts in this interview here. And Leslie, where can people find you? How can they work with you? Well, thank you. So my website is lesliemirandalmft.com and my Instagram is leslie.e.s.miranda. And I'm always happy to connect with like-minded people. And I am a psychotherapist in Camarillo. So I do provide individual psychotherapy services. Fabulous. And I happen to know a lot of listeners on the show here are from California. So definitely check out Leslie. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in to this episode here on the Rachel Berger podcast. I'm so blessed to be taking this journey with you all. It's been quite the friggin' ride. And I think that things are just going to continue to elevate and we're definitely going to be noticing some different things changing and let's just, you know, do this ride together and build one another up when we love each other. We love ourselves. And when we love ourselves, we love each other. Mm -hmm. Don't be surprised in your interactions with people, places and things. And um, don't be surprised in, in your reactions at this point. Just take inventory of what's going on. And don't be afraid to think a little bit alternatively right now because things are shifting. Things are evolving. Personally, my spiritual practice, uh, you know, my great grandmother was a second ordained female evangelical minister in Canada. I come from a tremendous lineage of that, but I've really, you know, come to embrace a number of different things that can just help us really optimize. And re there's so much beauty in the gift that we have to be here with one another. And let's not take that lightly, lightly, but if we are struggling to make sure that we're getting help when we need it. So that's why I really wanted to bring you on, Leslie. 
Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a joy. And feel free to leave a review. Make sure you subscribe to this channel. I'd love to hear what you'd like to learn more about, what you enjoyed learning about. Don't be shy. You can book a call with me at rachelvarga.ca. Send me an email. I'd love to help you out, optimize your skin, what you're doing at home and in the clinic to help you become your most radiant, beautiful version. And yes, I definitely do get into a number of different health optimizing things that we can do inside to have an effect on the outside as well, because what goes in comes out and the other way around. <laughs> All right, everyone, have a fantastic rest of your day.